When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Age of Radio. A pre-roll time. The Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly brought to you by Inked Marketing and the Inked Marketing crowd-funded comic for this episode is Spicy Pulp. Oh, we've talked about Spicy Pulp before. We've had Justin Gray on the podcast. Well, Justin Gray is back with Spicy Pulp 6 and Billy the Kit, which killed it on the last Kickstarter campaign. So here we go, back again, Spicy Pulp. Pulp, another 60-page sci-fi fantasy comic featuring the conclusion to the two-part Lady Redbeard doing time storyline. Each issue of Spicy Pulp is packed with sci-fi fantasy, horror, and provocative adult themed stories. Each comic features a 30 or more paid lead story and short or smaller backup serialized stories. Uh, These are escapist comics for mature readers meant to be a fun distraction from daily life. Justin's not trying to win any awards or land a Netflix deal. And that's something I really respect about this for sure. Not that there's anything wrong with striving for uh, awards, but um, this is is just, it's for fun, people. It's for fucking fun, you know? Um, for adult fun, though. Mm, adults is the key word. So uh, well, you want to head on over to inked.pub slash spicypulp6 and get in on the Kickstarter now because, uh, oh, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. So inked.pub slash spicypulp6. Inked.pub slash spicypulp6. Proudly brought to me to bring to you by Inked Marketing. Well, hello again and welcome back to the Cheers to Comics Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Wayne, and this is episode 353. The 353rd episode of the Cheers to Comics Podcast will be a creator corner. And the creator that I cornered on this episode is none other than David Boer. Dave Boer, you'll recognize, you know, Kanto. You know, the guy that created that phenomenon, Kanto. Yeah, him. Well, he's got other stuff in the works too that's already come out and we're going to talk about talking about killer queens talking about all types of great stuff it's always a good time talking with david boer so um i'm i'm very very excited for you to uh to listen in on this conversation but first before we get into that conversation i gotta i gotta tell you all about my newest affiliate and that's going to be nerds forever nerds forever is uh well it's one of my favorite places on the entire planet to get comic books from because the customer service is unbeatable and on top of all of that they're uh what they have in stock is well it's it's a lot of times it's out out of stock elsewhere so yeah always always a great place to search for the uh the <laughs> them highly sought after keys you know maybe not always ebay not always ebay 
So, uh, yeah, uh, how do you do it? How, how, how do you get there? You know, maybe you're not in Newcastle, Wyoming, you know, um, probably you're not. Odds are. Uh, so you go to 307nerdsforever.com. That's how you do that. They're updating their site with inventory constantly. Constantly. So get all excited about that. That's 307nerdsforever.com. That's the number four. 307nerdsforever.com. And when you go there and you're checking out, use promo code CHEERS to save yourself 10%. So on top of all of the other greatness that uh, Nerds Forever offers, um, yeah, well, there's an affiliate code for us. So use code CHEERS10 to save yourself, or I'm sorry, just CHEERS to save yourself 10% uh, at ner- 307nerdsforever.com. That's code CHEERS at 307nerdsforever.com. Now, with no further ado, I bring to you uh, a great, amazing Creator Corner conversation with the man that is David Burke. Right, welcome back, David. How are you, man? I'm doing great, my friend. How are you? I'm I'm incredible. I've been looking forward to this one on the calendar for some time now. I know that we talked uh, pre-pandemic. We were just talking about that, and I, I can't like believe how times. much has happened. Yeah, the man. Four, we were the before times. Uh, remember, remember. Oh, it was, 19 months ago how oh, i miss it um <laughs> but That's i mean true. canto was just the, the first volume was just getting ready to be put out in trade and here we are now i mean we've had one shots we've had minis we're on the third volume now um you've you've done a lot you've got another series coming out of dark horse with killer queens you've you've been on a roll david it's it's been a oh uh it's been fun watching and following you for the last year and a half yeah from my perspective yeah from my perspective it's a roller coaster honestly yeah. uh yeah you know it's been fun but it's been it's certainly been challenging with the pandemic everything is virtual there are no cons so yeah. you know we've been able to connect with uh readers in various different ways which has been nice social media is you know the the very long column of negatives on social media that's the one positive is you know being able to stay in touch with folks and readers and getting stuff out there and just, you know, keeping, keeping the train going, which I, yeah. you know, I know everybody in comics is sort of in that same slog. And my first con is going to be in as New York comic-con. So what could go wrong, Brian? What could go wrong? <laughs> Absolutely nothing, nothing, nothing's going to go wrong in New York. No, no. no. Um, no, New York, we're going to, I'm going to tease, tease for you. Um, we've got a, a exciting Canto related event slash announcement that ooh. if you are a Canto, I'll say if you're a Canto reader, it's something you might be excited about. And if you're a Canto collector, you'll definitely be excited about. So we're, I, I, I don't want to share details because we're oh, going to do man. something cool for it. But yeah, something's coming at New York Comic Con. And then I actually have a book announcement with another publisher at, um, that's going to be at New York Comic Con. So really excited. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's coming uh, in 22. That's, that's, a, oh, that's awesome, man. See, the pandemic hasn't slowed you down at all. I know different 
creators took different paths when the pandemic came up. Some of them took it as a, you know, a chance to, you know, slow the roll a little bit, figure some things out, gather some stuff. But you, I mean, it sounds like you just, you've had all this stuff ready to go and you used it to, ah, man, I don't, I, I'm, I'm loving hearing all of this. No, there's more Canto news coming. Uh, um, Canto's and coming and yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's been interesting because folks who I work with, editors, uh, you know, they're all work to the bone. But I've also found that the, it's stripped away a lot of the extraneous stuff. So especially like on the, the entertainment side of things, since executives and development folks are not going to dinners and drinks and coffees and all these other things, they're at home. They have more time to focus on material and story, which I think is really, it's fascinating to me to see that all be stripped away and you actually a, get a, a little a, bit more time. That's an interesting point. I've never heard anybody bring that up yet, but I, I haven't thought about that. More stuff is kind of making it through now because people aren't wasting their times with the, 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 the nonsensical bullshit of the, yeah, the, the dog and pony show. That's it's, yeah. it's not happening. So people are actually focused on what's important, which is uh, telling stories. That's that's amazing, man. And you you've I mean, I, I can't not talk about the, the amazing news that's gone on with, you know, Canto. Uh, you 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 oh, sure. getting that that big deal, man. Um, the, I, I big deal. The, the, I mean, that <laughs> big, big deal. <laughs> Jesus Christ, a big deal. <laughs> but yeah, Westbrook Studios, which is West, uh, there Will, we go. Uh, yeah. Will Smith's um, production company has. Uh, picked up Canto for a feature film. And uh, I'm very excited that Drew and I will stay involved as executive producers and I'm writing the script. So you know it's going to keep that Canto heart and feel and tone of the world yeah. as we go along. And, you know, we've, we're very excited as it moves forward. We're just very early in the process, so we can't really, um, we're not ready to share a lot of details yet, but right. uh, things things are moving forward and we're really excited about what what uh is on the horizon uh, i mean i'm i'm so excited for you guys when i saw that i mean I, this is something that i've had faith in in the beginning i mean i've i've always been a canto fan i've i yeah <laughs> there, there's never been any doubts in my mind but to to see that you know the the studios like westbrook to to recognize this 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 <laughs> this amazing story and everything that this little character is uh is, has given us in just a short amount of time i mean what like two years that's it. I think Canto's yeah, been around just a couple of years. June of 2019 is when he when it came wow. out. And we've and had the first, I think we're on issue, I was looking at it, issue three of the third arc just came out. And with all with the one shot and the miniseries and everything, I think we're at um, 18 issues now, or collectively. Yeah, that's that would be right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Man, uh, and I, I I just got done reading the 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 third issue of Lionhearted of the third volume, and the way you guys, <laughs> I don't know how you just keep bringing it to another level of, I don't know, just uh, the ability to make me feel a goddamn emotion that I didn't think a little tin man in a comic book <laughs> would make me be able to feel like this this uh, I, I I just feel so ironic and hipsterish to say how much heart this guy is based you know how it has based off the whole i don't know irony of <laughs> what, what what this, this yeah. story really is about and that's heart 
um it's i i don't know you guys just continue to dominate taking that 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 emotional feel to another level each individual series whether it's a mini series or just the next volume um i i was a major fan of the clockwork fairies now that, that, that oh, one cool. shot was just it might be my favorite thing that you guys have done so far just being a, in fun. a contained story like that it's it's amazing um i <laughs> yeah that, that's one that. that i want to share with, with with my uh with my daughter when she gets just a little bit older to appreciate like that, that that's one that she's gonna definitely be into for sure that that makes me feel so good um it was such a fun story to tell it was just like let's just do a one-off it was um the the, the motivation behind it really was to show that Kanto. um He's got his story and he's got the main story, but he is like, you know, Transformers and Sonic and all of these other licensed properties where you could sort of put him down into any, any story, any scenario that fits into his world. And you can just do a story there. I mean, he, you know, side quest, I call it. But it, the idea being that he's kind of like a, a character that's going to, that could have a hundred stories um, in him. And it really doesn't matter nearly as much what the storyline is, as much as does it feel like it's a Kanto story? And if that's the case, then, you know, hopefully you enjoy going on that journey with him. But that was like yeah. a proof of here's, here's how, here's how this is a character that can be a character and live and have a life. Um, that goes beyond just the story. And honestly, that's comics is missing that so much. The big two have a monopoly on characters. Mm. Um, you know, an image in, in, and Dark Horse and IDW and, all, you know, creator owned publishers, they really lean into plot and, you know, premise and all those things. It's like, give us some characters that, Yes, yeah. we go on. Who knows how many stories they have in them? But you're following the character, not necessarily the the premise of the world or whatever. Yeah, and that's 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 what immediately attracted me to Canto. It it, it, it was it wasn't just the I mean, immeasurable <laughs> uh, amount of scenarios that he could be placed in. It, it, I mean, and it worked. It, it really just was the fact that I I I I said it when I reviewed it for Outright Geekery back in the day. I mean, this is a character that will stand the test of time, and I didn't mean that in a punny type of way. Like it, it was. <laughs> I didn't mean, think this, about it. <laughs> this funny. is a character that will live on. I mean, because it, this is like I like you know like a Sonic the Hedgehog type of. I mean. It's it's just there and it suits well. I mean, IDW put them having you know the 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 Sonic IP under their belt and the the Transformers. I I mean they they understand and to take a whole new character that they're not really pulling from anything. Like this isn't from a video game from back in the day. This is just you and Drew. And then they already recognize like this is the next thing. Like this is the next IP. It feels and very yeah. And I think that's why it ended up working, particularly with IDW, because it feels like it was a bridge between their creator-owned books and their Hasbro licenses. Yeah. And between Turtles and Transformers and G.I. Joe and all these things, it felt like it lived in sort of both worlds. And I think that's why IDW became sort of the perfect home for it because yeah. they did straddle both of those worlds. Um, I mean, that said, nobody, including us, including IDW, we had no, 
we we like the book we like the character but there's no way of knowing there's never any way of knowing like you can love it but there's no way to know like what the hell is going to happen i mean and uh, they 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 underprinted that first issue i'm telling you they did (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) what was it like a 12 11 less than twelve thousand copies i think it was oh my god brian no sixty four hundred copies sixty four hundred that's it. Of the I've, got I've got one of them. I've got one of them. I got one of them over here behind me um, in my case. Yeah, 6,400. And most of them came off the uh, from the printer with what is now affectionately referred to as the Canto Crease. Yes, um, I've uh, actually, I, I'm, I, I just picked up a press, as a matter of fact, and this is, I've been practicing, and this is the next one to go in there, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Uh, hopefully it doesn't I, come actually, out like... Three men in a comic book in The Simpsons, right? Just <laughs> waterlogged and shredded. Oh, um, I don't do that humidity crap. It goes in dry, baby. I'm not. I don't play. Okay, I, I, don't, I don't test. Uh, I don't play with water around books. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I, I. This is. I, I know what you mean though, because they they all came off the rack. I think the shop or uh, my my shop that day they had like twelve of them on the shelf, and um and uh, that's I. My shop, they're they're very Marvel DC. They didn't really they they had a hard time focusing in on certain indies until I started working there. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say that too. Um, and and I I brought I told him I was like Canto man, order more than just what I'm gonna order. And he did. And they all I, I remember they all came off the rack and they were all screwed up. And I, I but I I, I knew it I, as soon as I read that first issue, I was like, you watch, man, you just keep ordering this book and this book is going to go places. And he did. And Canto is now the thing that he like that is his ID. I mean, it's Turtles and Canto. Those are his IDW orders. That's, I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, it, it, uh, th- this book is just proof that. Oh man, of so many things, really, of so many things. But um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I convinced my shop. <laughs> that's that's for damn sure. And... Well, and I think a lot of shops did did um jump on board. And yeah, you know, Kanto is like the little comic that could. We <laughs> really, really t- pushed hard in promotions and marketing and to get it out there. Um, and we've created. I'm just so happy that we created a. A, a reader base that every time an issue comes out, we basically know what the sales are going to be because it's just constant. Right. And they're right. good. And it's just like people are, we've built these readers that will, they see Canto on the shelf or they know that Canto's coming out and they're like, okay, another Canto issue. And I'm going to, I'm going to take that. They might like some issues better than other issues. And they, you know, they may like the first arc and, you know, but they're still following along. So oh, totally, because it's the character, like you just said, it's the character that that that, that they but love. They're always they're always picking yep. that issue up yep. off the shelf, and it's that it's those readers that just continue to go back to the well and just pick up these issues. That's really um, that just makes my makes my heart so full to create a story that now lives the life of its own. Mm. Like we keep creating issue, you know, issues that we really like and we think are good. And I think people are just going to keep coming back to that. And to have that under our belts as we move forward with other series and other um, projects and that sort of thing, it's just really, uh, I, it just it just makes me feel very good, very happy. Yeah, well, uh, it, it should, because it really is a beautiful thing. I mean, it's not, 
I mean, people try all the time to create what you guys have created and they're, they're, they're going to keep trying to, cre- I mean, right now it's funny. Um, uh, I actually use Canto as the bar. I keep saying, well, what's the next Canto, you know, cause I'm, I play the speculator market as well. You know, I play into all of that and, uh, um, I, I, that, that's kind of the, 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 the standard that I have now. It's like, what's the next, something is killing the children. What's the next walking dead? You know, what's that next big indie book right now? Canto is up there. Like what's the next Canto? I mean, the, these things in a nine twenty eight are going for four figures now, man. And the fucking movie hasn't even come out yet. You know, it's <laughs> just wait. <laughs> it's it's going to explode. Buy your copies now, people. That's what I keep now. telling people. Find I know, it. And even... I'm watching the, the prices are kind of, they're 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 dipping right now and i'm like this is the time buy your copies now because Uh, i can't say uh, (laughs) oh i know i know it's funny too because people look at this as oh it's dipping that means nothing's happening it's dipping because it takes time the announcement just happened so it shot up it's go it's just kind of leveling off again until i don't know i don't need to explain comic book economics to you man people people understand this as i listen to the show but you're absolutely right though i mean buy at the dip because this book is going to explode there's a reason why i'm putting it into a press and uh, i mean i I'm not, I'm not one to, uh, this is mine. Like I'm not selling this. I just want to make sure my, mine is, mine is pristine because like I said, it's a man, but I tell you what, any chance I get, if I, I I buy all of Canto, I've got, when it comes to the second print of this, I buy them up like they're nothing. Like that's probably the best buy on eBay right now. It's finding these books at like 30, 40 bucks for the second printing. Even that was like 11,000 copies. No, dude. It was like the, the, two thousand or something. And then the third only print, two thousand on the second. Yeah, oh my god! Third print was like three thousand. The whole print run for issue number one was Jeez. maybe thirteen thousand with all the all the printings. Oh shoot! So it, yeah, it's funny to see people. You know, sixty four hundred copies that first printing. People are you know going crazy <laughs> over it, and the second printing is a fraction of that, and it's yeah. a fraction of the price. So okay. I. I have, uh, you know, I, I, I maybe can tilt my computer just slightly so you can see my shelf. It's a little grainy, but up here I have six of the eight um, issue number one printings, including like the retailer exclusives and all that. And beautiful. This 2019 for us was not like 2021 is for a lot of these books that are seeing success. We didn't have like, 50 covers we didn't have retailers coming out of the woodwork to do covers i think we had three retailer covers yeah. and they're all third printings that first printing had three covers the first print cover the san diego comic-con variant from 2019 and then um the one in ten retailer incentive so yeah. it's not like there's a lot of these first issue number ones out there which kind of breaks my heart because i i kind of want everybody to have a copy of issue number one and it's just not possible yeah um well this is going to be a book that's going to be facsimile one day it, it will like this is this yeah. is just one of those staple books you know like they, they they like they need to reprint like a turtles number one again you know it's it's just mm-hmm. it's time and um i mean yeah, yeah granted, get Canto's more people only a couple on board. years old but yeah no yeah. It, 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 it it's not useless it's not a useless tool to reprint books um especially when a book initially had this low of a print run i i, I can't believe i don't know what i was adding a whole Dude, digit to these print runs man i, I didn't know. realize they were that low. it wasn't in 2019 was not like 
just just generally it was not like 2021 where you're seeing all of these debut books uh, you know 12 14 15 20,000 copies um you just yeah you didn't see that a book in two two years ago a creator owned debut book that made 6 7 8,000 i think publishers were happy with that oh yeah and now you're seeing these creator books that are like 25,000 copies right out of the gate and yeah uh, and then, I, I mean, and then the speculators are all over it. I'm like, you know, 25,000 copies. That's, that's a lot of copies. Man. Comparatively. Yeah. Comparatively. I mean, to, to, to things like candle and even like turtles, I think turtles was a super low print run too. And that's, that's why it's as sought after. So I, I love, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I love that. I mean, Canto, comparatively speaking, as far as what it's going to be historically and like the, the low print run and all of that, like what what what's sitting in front of me here? Like I am looking at the next future, you know, and I'm sitting here trying to compare it to something is killing the children walking dead. I mean, turtles is what yeah. really we should be comparing this to. Um, that, that's it's that massive. I don't know, man. I, I, I could sit here and just spew facts that you i mean i mean to talk about what i love all day in front of you about this character i mean you you, you know everybody loves this character at this point man <laughs> this is I, but really i, I very much appreciate cons, i very much appreciate you when you get to new york comic-con you are going to be swarmed man like you oh you, you you're gonna have to show up in like one of those bubble boy things because it's, you're, you're you're going to be one of the, the <laughs> with, biggest with tickets like, there man mm -hmm nerds just bouncing off oh my god <laughs> <I'm> just <kidding. laughs> I, was, I just offended the entire community i apologize everyone no no there. no I'm a huge nerd too oh no no they all know they all know man this is uh i i, I i'm imagining this in my head like com new york comic-con is going to be an insane madness of just love i i, I can't I, I i wish i could I mean, be I there. Hope so i just yeah it'll be an interesting experiment because no publishers are going to be there and it's going to be yeah. mostly uh folk well i wouldn't say no publishers none of the big five right. or six publishers right. are going to be there uh and so it's really going to be a fan and creator focused show and with all those safety measures in place and i i feel good about it um uh, but you know, it remains to be seen. We've, we're living in a brave new world, so yeah, yeah. It's um, I Jump think in. My, yeah, we'll see. And the first taste of cons for me is going to be a Denver Fan Expo, and that's on Halloween, so I, it's going to be all types of crazy. I'm oh, sure. I mean, it's my goodness. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm holding my breath on that. I probably will be holding my breath throughout the entire time. But uh, <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> terrifying, but not for yeah. the reasons that it yeah. Be. We'll see. I, honestly, I was going to skip it all together, but there were a few names showing up that I was like, okay, I don't, I don't get a, many opportunities to meet these people, so. Yeah. But um, even then, it's it's still, whew, cons are cons are scary right now, man. But uh, I I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm excited for for you to get those those acclamations beyond just people having you on their podcast saying you rock, you know, get, having the fans come up and which I love. Well, I love coming on podcasts. So that's that's awesome, especially man. this one. Oh well, you're too kind, David. You're too kind. Um, before I move on from Canto and talk about Killer Queens, I do have. One little uh, what if question for you here, beings that you are now in that you, you have this character that is affirmed to be able to be placed in all these universes and you're, you're through a publisher that loves doing crossovers. 
if IDW came to you and said, we're going to put Kanto in this IDW book, what would be the ideal um, finisher to that sentence? It's a three issue miniseries and it's a crossover between Kanto, uh, TMNT and Usagi Ojimbo. And <laughs> each issue takes place in each one of those worlds. And they're sort of world hopping together to get Kanto back to his own universe. And each issue that's focused on each character would be drawn by the creator of that particular character. Oh, so man. Stan Sakai and uh, Kevin, Kevin, <laughs> and, Kevin <laughs> and Drew. And that's, oh. that's my pitch. That's well. It sounds like you've had that one in the uh, in, in the pipes for a minute. In man, the back pocket, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they ever ask for a crossover, that's exactly oh, what man. I would pitch to them. Why would they not? Like, I mean, if they could put My Little Pony and Ghostbusters together, then why the fuck can't Kanto play with the turtles and Usagi? Like, that's I know. Uh, and then they tumble <laughs> into Manhattan, and then they go oh. into Usagi, and Usagi's like, no, this way, and they go into Usagi's world. And then they all end up getting back to Kanto's world and they do something fun and cool there to defeat the big bad. And then they uh, all say, they all have share pizza. I, I, I could see the moment where Shredder and Kanto meet and it's kind of this uh, weird like playhouse mirror type. Of, I don't know, man. I'm just <laughs> Kanto's, like standing there. It's profile and Kanto just looks up um, and uh, Shredder looks down. Kanto, I, Shredder says, I'm impressed. <laughs> Kanto says, <laughs> Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it needs to happen. And this needs to happen. I really hope IDW is listening. Oh man, um, uh, Canto, man, I'm telling you, this is this is the character right here. I, I this is one of my most cherished. I got a lot of books, man, and this is there's not many of them I put in uh in a top loader. So it's uh yeah, I know, I, I know, like man. that, I like that. Oh man, I've I've got I've everything canto there's nothing that i'm missing in my collection it's uh really it's a beautiful thing no i've got it all man i've got it all i've got multiple copies of the the second printing i mean i'm a i'm a canto yeah. hoarder but there's not a single issue of canto that's come out that it hasn't been collected and read i mean i'm a good i'm a fan thank brother. you this is this is my mm, yeah um but you you've you you've uh straight on beyond uh Branched out. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> branched out. Um, Took a right turn. You sure did. Uh, Dark Horse, man. Killer Queens. This is this is a whole different thing from Canto. This is, you know, seeing um, yeah, your, your, your broadness of creativity, seeing which, you know, you're not just in this uh, amazing fantasy land with little tin heart people. <laughs> you can go off into space with aliens and do all types of stuff, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Killer Queens. I, I I actually just, I've been, I, I had the first issue on deck. Uh, I knew that a, a, as soon as this came out, that I would be scheduling an interview with you. Finally, I got the chance to read this issue today. Like it's fresh and the top of my brain Good. and bravo, sir. I mean, really, this is, mm, <laughs> this, this is, is fun good. stuff. It, it really, well, this is fun stuff. My perspective on it, Brian, is, I, I mean, I, People, people are loving it, and I love that. And then there's a couple of people who are like, well, it's... And it, the undertone of what they say is, it's not serious. I'm like, people, comics should be fun. Remember yes. the decades leading to this? That's, that's my perspective on Killer Queens. Is I, you know, I had these characters in my head for, for years, and I wanted to do bring together the all-LGBTQ creative team to make a... a 
to create a story that was fun and representative of the community and just sort of this ridiculous, I'm such a big fan of like Adult Swim and Family Guy and mm. Futurama and Simpsons and and nobody criticizes them for not being serious, right? But comics somehow has strayed away from just being sort of fun and funny, you know, right. sci-fi romp. And so that's where I came. That that was my perspective on on Killer Queens. And the the link between Killer Queens and Kanto is a love for the story that I wanted to tell. They're so very different, but I just love these characters and I just wanted to tell the story. And again, we just talked about it. Max and Alex, they can be in a hundred different scenarios and you know <laughs> it's going to be funny with one-liners and jokes and ridiculous scenarios and all this stuff. But it's creating characters that can go on and be in those different situations and you just want to follow and see what happens. So yeah. it's been yeah. it's been a really fun ride with, well, it, you know, making it. I, I, I can imagine so, because this first issue really is like fun is the key word, you know, and it's it's not like you just said, it's not a key word used often enough. You know, sure, there are comics out there that are, are you know, they, they have their their fun moments and you know they're 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 blips but in the end like they're it's i gotta tell this story but um and i'm not saying that you know there's no story to be told here either i'm, I'm not saying that I mean, this, right. this first issue i mean it, it circles around very nicely to make sure that you know you're, you're gonna keep going it's right <laughs> it's a lot of fun man um but the, but these characters immediately is what you're drawn to just in the first pages as soon as you see them like in the scenarios that you're in you got one in the hold up and one getting laid but meanwhile, they're communicating and they're like, okay, now we got some shit going on here. And, you know, it's, you yeah, know, that these, there's these, a monkey with a jetpack and some that, hand uh, dude, uh, um, I, I, I'm afraid I'm going to say his name. Is it Beatty or Bitey? Is Beatty? Beatty. Although Bitey is really funny. I think I'm going to use that joke now. <laughs> In the next it's all yours. <laughs> it's all yours. Don't call um, me Bitey. <laughs> <laughs> you can have that. Uh, but, oh, no, Beatty, man, like immediately there's something about a monkey with a gun that's just i mean i'm 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 there i'm there it's awesome. that's that's my shit with an attitude on top of it all like i did mm, uh this is immediately had, had my but max and alex like th those are really our main characters here i'm not sure how much uh bd is gonna play into i mean in and out of all of these arcs but i mean he, he i don't know he seems like he's he's there um <laughs> yeah he'll be gone and then and then uh we i'll just say we'll see him again we'll see him yeah, again before before the mission is over yeah that's the thing he feels like a character that can easily pop in and out at any time oh like my god and what happens to him at the end it's just it's mm. just kids uh, <laughs> i just I amuse it, myself i know it's my own work and i and i but i just am so amused by where it ended up uh, not necessarily planned but um where it ended up, I think it's so funny and so fun. Uh, the, well, so. the, it has me excited for sure. Um, now, is Killer Queens? Is this something that is this is this an ongoing or is it a uh, is it a mini four issues? Uh, four, four issues. issue mini suit, right on. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully, um, we we have not had the conversation yet. I mean, we've talked about what, what a second arc would look like. Um, uh, we have not gotten the full thumbs up yet. So if anybody's yeah. listening and you have not picked up an issue yet, uh, please pick it up because 
the final decision will be made based on sales, which yeah. so far are really good, but they kind of Dark Horse kind of waits until the trade. Yes, well, um, they're they're that's how they. I mean, they make all of their money in trade for the most part. I mean, that because uh, I mean, with with the, the the video game licensing they have, like that's where the majority of their money comes from, and yeah. that's all in trade. So that's just naturally where the heads are going to be looking at is. Yeah. I'm like, don't you know who I am, Dark? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm Canto, mother. <laughs> I'm Canto. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, so so if we, uh, you know, uh, things are looking good to keep going. And I, like I said, I have 50 stories in the wings for these two uh, and BD. So mm. I, I hope we continue with it and, uh, you know, just have a fun. I, I, I like to think of it as like Archer and like Rick and Morty. See, I I very much get an archer type of vibe out of this, and now that you say Rick and Morty, like I I, that's it's like tongue in cheek, totally... fun, yeah. self aware mm-hmm. stuff. Like I would yeah. love to see it developed into an animated TV show where it's just you know like Q Force that's on Netflix. Oh. Yeah, I mean yeah. the fact that they even they even made that is amazing, and it opens the door for something like this. That's like a throwback. Um, you know, to the 1950s retrofuturism, but through a 21st century lens. Yeah. And that's sort of where I hope, uh, you know, they can, they can find, uh, these characters find uh, life that mm-hmm. comes to life. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to, to, to talk to you about with this series, um, you know, there's, there's not a lot of books out there that are really just um, blatantly uh, LGBTQ. You know, like it's, it's, you know, like there might be some, some characters in there, but this is like, this is what the, I mean, this is, these are our characters. These are their personalities. Um, This is the, 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 who they are. Yeah, exactly. Um, Now, uh, what was, what was it? I don't know, scary at all trying to, I mean, because essentially like you're, you're going to be in like uh, shallow water as far as books like this you know i mean so it's gonna i'm too stand i'm out. too naive brian i'm too naive to be scared <laughs> look i love i that, just man. don't know <laughs> no um no i love that answer that, that that's a great answer and, and i'm not naive i understand the market very very well and it's been very interesting to watch it all unfold because um it's the single issue comics market is dominated by a particular type of reader and that reader often does not fall in the category of LGBTQ. So we're fighting to get readers who don't normally read single-issue comics to pick up a single-issue comic. When it comes to the trade and the book market, I think we're going to see some... uh, We're going to be able to reach out to the readers that are more book market readers, Mm -hmm. trade readers that fall into the LGBTQ category, but I, my intention was never as queer as this book is. My intention was never to limit it to an, uh, queer audience alone. Well, and that's well, why and it, it worked out because I mean, I'm reading it and loving it. And I mean, I, I that's, this is, <laughs> it's not, I, I don't know how to not, explain it. We, I, you know, I'd set out not to write a, um, the typical like coming out story or bullying story or any type of the story that we're telling is not queer focused. It's that we happen to have two characters who identify as gay and they're just intergalactic assassins. And it's like, we, you could do that with straight characters, but that's not who these two characters are. Right. So 
I, that to me is my hope has always been that it appeals to a broader audience where you pluck down two characters who are, you know, unashamedly part of the LGBTQ community, but it's not the, the focus of their, the story and their missions and all that stuff does not, but it's, it's not focused on their identities. It's focused right. on having a fun sci-fi story. And I think that speaks to the larger, um, sort of statement that we're making with the book, which is you can, you know, queer people exist and they can be in Don Bluth, Dragon's Lair, Space Ace type stories. Yes. And that's yeah, just man. who they are. I, I, I'm glad you bring all, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm glad all that was said because it, it means a lot more coming from you than it does me. That's for sure. But I mean, th- th- all of that's very recognized as, as a reader that falls into that category. Like I, um, it, necessarily might not be marketed towards me but as, as it turns out it's not marketed towards any specific anything it's just a book up to feel like that sci-fi exists. and you like yeah, funny exactly like exactly so buy a copy totally. yeah so i you know it'll be it's interesting to to um watch watch it uh you know go out into the market and see you know who's responding and who right. you know who's not responding and it you know it's just it's been a fascinating experiment and I think it's um, been successful and my fingers are crossed because I think it's going to continue to uh, find it's find the readers and uh, I think we're going to continue on that's that's my that's my gut so yeah yeah no I I, I think you, you really hit it on the head with this man um, I mean this is I, I love these characters. I love their dynamics together. I, 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 I love how they play into everything that they're about. I mean, I, when, when they land on that planet that's in this first issue that seems to be all female. And the, <laughs> was, Max uh, like, yeah, Max, Max. we're the dudes. Like, there's got to be yeah, one. There's got to be one, dude. How do you like I mean, it, babies uh, and stuff? I, yeah. I mean, yeah. Max is probably, <laughs> I just channel myself and I just look, you know. <laughs> And I'm just, th- those one-liners are stuff that I would, yep. yeah, that just uh, cross my mind and it's just ridiculous. So, I mean, it, it's, it really, it's just everything about this is just fun. You know, I mean, it's, 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 it's what I expect. I mean, after reading Canto, I mean, my, I, I, I know what I'm going to get out of a David Bohr book. It's, it's, it's going to be, I mean. Uh, the level some of quality is going to funnies. be there. Yeah, exactly. there's some fun and funny jokes in, in Canto too. And um, oh, yeah. I just loved the opportunity in Killer Queens to bring that all to the forefront because I love comedy. And That's mm, a, a, so. a, a, a creator that can create something like Canto, but also be an appreciator of comedy to be able to, you know, understand, okay, I can't put this level of haha and Canto because it's just, right. it's not going to be the same character. I mean, um, but I mean, you could obviously Canto has its moments too. And I, I feel like anytime the Mallorics is in panel, I'm automatically starting to grin, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, <laughs> well, and I would say, I would say Canto is more like, um, like the Marvel movies. Okay. Yeah. The humor it's you know the humor is there and there's light moments but it's also serious and it's adventure and it's action and all these other things um and that's sort of the way i approach canto with the humorous moments uh when it comes organically out of the story 
And Kanto himself, kind of his naivete about the world creates a lot of fun and funny moments. Oh, yeah. And he's got kind of, <laughs> he's developed a little bit of a quote-unquote attitude, um, not not in a negative sort of turn turn you off sort of way, but yeah, more but he's like, got a little bit of conf- confidence, you know, kind of uh, right. somewhat of a so cockiness now, to him now. Yeah, he's now I'm going to stand up to you, and I don't know, and you know, I I I, I don't think anything bad will happen, and then he gets dropped on his head, and it's like oh, okay, yeah. like in issue two of Canto three when they're falling through the <laughs> the kraken and the Laura catches him with that ankle. He's like, yep. thanks. She goes, yeah, yep. I, I know you well enough by now to know that you fall on your head an awful lot. <laughs> so it's yep. just those little moments. hundred uh, percent. Yes. I, uh, man, I'm, I'm reliving all of this now as you play it. Cause I, or as, as you talk it, cause I, the panels are. I have to tell you a, back, a backstory with it, with me and Drew. It's very funny because um, I think at one point when we were in Canto 2, the hollow man, I think Drew messaged me and said, you know, Canto falls in his head a lot. <laughs> And I don't, I don't know that notice that is right. I'm just like, he's going to fall on his head. Now he's going to fall on his head. Um, and that specifically was the motivation before, behind him getting caught when he fell down and Laura catches him with the I ankle and he's upside down. Oh my gosh, so much stuff. I could tell you all, you know, I could sit here all day and I could tell you offhand comments by readers and fans, offhand comments that we have, make it into the scripts all the time, all the time. That's amazing. I don't, People see complain that, that the Malarx doesn't have a name. And in issue three, what that, did we that's, say? Yep. <laughs> I, I love that's actually something I wanted to bring up too. You get the name's important. You don't just come up with a name, you know, you, it's, it's got to have something to it. And oh, man, now I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get that big reveal. Cause I mean, I have had no problem calling the Malarex the whole time saying a made up word, like a made up word that actually sticks with me. That's, that, that's a testament in itself. You know, uh, but uh, I mean, uh, I, maybe he never gets a fucking name. I, I, I'd i be fine either way. You know, just like we'll, we'll never get to see Cantos under the helmet. You know, I mean, that's, that's is pretty Is there that's, an under the helmet? Exactly. Is there an under the helmet? You know, I mean, um, I don't know. Yeah. I, we, I mean, I, I'm excited for you to see where it goes. I, I'm, I'm pretty excited myself, man. I and mean, this is... Uh, it, 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 all of this is so exciting. Everything that you've been doing. Um, I mean, just th- this last year and a half, I'm, th- it has me even more excited for New York Comic Con now, knowing that you have another book announcement, knowing there's Canto news coming. Um, I, I would, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that we're getting some merchandising news. We'll see. But this feels like a character that needs to be, uh, I mean, there, there needs to be toys made out of this. Yeah, merchandising, yeah. man. I could, I could see. I'll tell this you. This thing it's... is a Funko. I mean, he's, he, he is a Funko. <laughs> he is a Funko. It needs to happen. So, yeah, that's been such a heavy lift for us. We've, we've definitely explored yeah. that a lot over the last couple of years. And between making the book, and Drew working his tail off to get pages out on time and, and getting all the issues out. It's been hard for us to have the bandwidth to really pursue that. Oh, yeah. um, and then with Funko, it's, uh, you know, a lot of it's, it, they're almost exclusively movie and TV tie-ins at this point. So once the movie comes out, I think we'll have a lot of opportunity for a lot of right. great merch. So, um, you know, it's just being just sort of waiting um out the clock on that and i think it's coming it's just you know not quite here yet yeah no i mean it's it, uh, the, the last two years have moved fast i mean it'll be here before we know it i mean it's it's just a matter we're talking about this now we'll be laughing about it in a couple of years about how 
we were because <laughs> we have our back aching for full it of, <laughs> full of canto fun pops, right <laughs> exactly exactly i mean if i turn my camera 45 degrees degrees to the right or the left you'd see my display of Funkos behind me. Mm. It's very similar to what I have behind here. Um, it's a, and it's a very picky collection. I don't just buy any it's of that, so but funny. I've been waiting for this. I'll show you. Time. I've got my Funkos, which is Bender. Oh, come on. Which is kind of like Canto, you know, it's all Canto-esque. Mm -hmm. And then behind me, oh, I moved it, but I have, um, yeah, I don't think I have it here. Uh, it's the Freddy Funko, but as a little like 1950s robot. Oh, yes. It's like, yes. <laughs> it's just all the approximations of Canto. You, you I, get the, you, it, it, I like how you say that too, because there's a point in time where I had this this character in my head that was just a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And uh, so what I would do is I would buy all the Funkos that were this and that, and I'd put them together. And in my head, I would imagine this this character just amalgamized together. But I think it's funny to do that with Canto. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have uh, just oh, like man. wishful thinking, right? Uh, yeah, no, that's that's just putting it out into the universe, man. That's just making. I mean, it's 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 forming now. It's it's all happening, man. As, as soon as the ah oh, man, the, this movie. Oh, I'm so excited for that. Do you have any approximation as to when? When I know that's such a yeah, it's a hard question to answer right yeah. now. Yeah, unfortunately, there is a long lead time to animation. So yeah, um, I mean, there will be announcements as we go along to you know as far as progress goes and that sort of mm -hmm. thing but at this stage it really it's kind of been just a a flash in time since you know it's just been announced in march uh right. so you know we want to get the right team together and we want to get the we want to make the best possible um adaptation we can possibly make it and you know just take take some time yeah um in a in a perfect world do you have a voice in your head for canto we were just talking about this. Um, I mean, I don't want anybody to speculate. So this is just like our... Uh, yeah, no, in a perfect world. Uh, like, uh, I uh, mean, while, while you're writing Canto, like who, whose voice do you hear? You... When I'm writing Canto, I, I don't know. I guess I don't really uh, pick, picture that them that way. But I've always sort of gravitated toward Bradley Cooper. Um, Okay. Because bringing bringing his that's this is my opinion and I don't think anybody else is on board with this but um, he did such a great job with Rocket Raccoon mm -hmm. creating that character that um, him bringing his own creating a character for Kanto at at the same level not the same character but just at the same level I think he would be amazing um, Tom Holland. Stephen, I, 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 I had a, I had a Tom Holland type of voice in my head. Like he feels like a, like a Spider-Man type of voice, you know, like we need it, somebody who's, who's, um, young who's, and with heart. <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's brave, but vulnerable and right. maybe a little bit broken and just somebody who can really, um, inhabit this character, not just with the voice, but you know, when you hear him, you can hear under that voice that he's like, He's sort of that incomplete person who's mm -hmm. always searching to be complete. Um, and that courage that he has in his voice that you know there's no, there's little experience behind it, but he almost doesn't care. He yeah. just will do this because this is the right thing to do. And, you know, as he goes along, he learns that there is, you know, 
there's a there's hardness there's there's edges to the world that he's only beginning to explore yeah no i i i feel the same way like i the the tone is it rings the same way in my head as i read it um it's uh, I don't know, man. I, I, and like I said, I don't want to try to get you in trouble. That's not what it was about. I mean, I'm sure at this point in time, casting is still a ways off. I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it is, but it I, is all. That's why I feel comfortable talking lists. to it, yes. uh, talking about bringing it up now because it is so early and we could play that what if game, you know, and I don't know. I, I, I like who you have in mind. The whole Bradley Cooper. I mean, I love the fact that you could watch Guardians of the Galaxy and not be able to Rocket Raccoon. And be like, oh, that's totally Bradley Cooper. I mean, no, that's that, he. He made that He's, character. Like that's right. And I think that level of um, craft and ability is what yeah. I, I'm so impressed by. It's that I think Brad could look at Canto and come up with and find that voice for him that we're looking for. And just nail it. But yeah. with that said, I think Tom Holland or you know Stephen Yoon is amazing. Um, yeah, you know those kind of characters or those kind of actors would would be great. But again, uh, we're so early in the process that oh yeah, the world is our oyster. Yeah, we can no, I mean whoever we want. You're absolutely right. And with a character this popular, and with there being just so many amazing voices out there i mean we still have like the phil lamars out there working and stuff i mean there, there's there's amazing voice actors out there that uh i, I can't yeah I, I i envy the day that, that that feeling that you're going to have when you're going to get go through and be like ah no this is the one when you've got these actors coming terror? at you saying <laughs> yes the absolute terror <laughs> the anxiety the yes stress, the terror Brian, if you want to share in that please by all means here you go oh man uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh man uh, honestly that this is a uh, this is really exciting uh, to, to watch all of this unfold in these are early stages and I have the, for myself to be able to have the privilege to talk to you as, 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 uh, as I watch you just climb the, uh, the ladder of success and Claw this my is, way, you are on your way, sir. I mean, shit, Claw you are, my way up. Yeah. Oh man. You're, 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 it's a slog, you're doing, dude. It's oh, a slog. I mean, even then comparatively speaking, uh, did, uh, you're, you're, you're doing at a rapid rate. Um, uh, cause there's, there's, there's a lot of people out there that would, love to 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 be in your position right now that have been working really hard so it's uh oh you're 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 killing it man you are um i i i i can't wait for new york comic-con for you so that you can have all of the the fans come up and tell you face to face how much they they love what you've done for this community man because i mean it's not you didn't just create a, a, a a cool book man i mean you this is what you're doing between even with killer Queens. Like it's, it's, it's groundbreaking stuff. There's not a lot of people doing this type of stuff. So it's, well, I'm just happy that I'm, I'm in a place to do it. And I, you know, I can't thank readers enough for just buying copies. Cause I, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's about buying copies. It's not, it's not necessarily about as much promotion as we can do and marketing and social media and any of that. I think people sometimes um, are, are sort of misfocused on persona when they should be focused on craft and story so i mean that i guess that's that that would be my advice to any creators out there who are um, trying to break out it's just focus on the stories you want to tell the creator the characters you want to create and everything else will come along it's 
yeah. The cream will rise to the top. I, well, I, I, I was going to say something about social media, but I, I won't because everybody well, has to do social media. <laughs> I, I know that, that that's the grueling, crappy part of it all. But it, it, that really, it, the, the the content will speak for itself in the end. I mean, you don't if you you, you focus on what's important, we've, then it, it will been, rise. And we've been very, we were very lucky with Canto to 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 have it launch me and Drew into the places that we've been able to go now. And, and I, I, I say that, I, I say that with the, the most humility because the reason we made that book was not to launch our careers. We made that book because it was something that was not out there. It was a story that we loved, a character that we just absolutely adored. We would have done it through Kickstarter or would have put our own money into it. And we would have created this book without publisher support at all and there were a lot of publishers that looked at it and said you know it doesn't look like anything that's out there so it's it's risky and, and you know we're gonna uh we we can't we're not gonna take it on and you know idw said yeah we'll take it on and look where we are now so yeah it's just create the stuff that you love and focus on that and you know whether or not it blows up or you know gets all the tweets you know, social media posts and tags and any of that None of that matters at the end of the day if you're just creating something that you love and you want to see in the world and you want to read. Yeah. So do it. That's just keep working. That's amazing advice, man. I, th- I think that's if there's anything people should take from this podcast, it's it's definitely that for sure. Because that's uh, that, that's that's where you're gonna get books with heart like this. I mean, because I mean, it, the the sales numbers speak for themselves. For a book to sell four thousand copies. And then be as big as it is. That's just a testament. I mean, that the, the content speaks for itself. You didn't put it all into marketing the book and saying, hey, go out. But I mean, I, I didn't know who you guys were until I got my copy of Canto. And then believe me, I knew who the fuck That's you were. That's a thing, Brian. <laughs> but Brian, we, we marketed the hell out of that book before it came out. And that's just the nature of the market is breaking through. You can't, it's, you just got to keep at it and keep you know, hoping that it just breaks through because no matter what you do at the end of the day, what's going to carry you along is the content is a story. Cause just like your experience, we were out there, we were plugging this and nobody really knew our names at all. And we could have kept plugging it. And then the book comes out and people respond to the material. And it's sort of like, then then you're then they know who you are and they know what the book is and they know what the character is yeah. so you can spend thousands and thousands of dollars on marketing but at the end of the day the content has to carry you to that next step yeah and here you are three volumes and a one shot later and <laughs> we're going to have fourth volume in 2022 yeah. uh, and the end of this era oh man the end of this era Oh man, it's a uh, yeah. Canto's like the big story that we're telling, and the volumes ends in Canto Four, a place like home. Oh wow, oh man, that's a uh, that has my brain going a mile a minute right now. Um, I, so geez, would that be? I mean, is are these little arcs just a culmination of one big arc, or is this his big story? I mean, and that that's the story. It. Oh man. We originally our intention was to I mean we've had this story in mind this broader story in mind from the very beginning but um we would have been satisfied telling the story in that first volume but the fact that we got to keep going with it we we have we have had this 
overall arc since the beginning, and we knew exactly what um, we knew exactly where it was going to land. That's uh, we, we knew the end. I know the end. I've known the end since before we started this. Um, and I think as a Canto, if I were a Canto fan and a Canto reader, which I am and I love this character, I would feel very satisfied with where we end up. I love it. Uh, see, I, and I, I'm sitting here going, oh, it's four volumes. I mean, four, six issue, but that's, that's a 24 issue run, not including you know, one shots and stuff. So, I mean, that, that's, that's still their time. Marvel and DC wish they could put out a 24 issue series that people continuously bought every single issue of. So yeah. in my head, I'm going, oh, only four volumes, but that's, that's still a hell of a story, man. Like and, buying and that we, all in trade is going to be a thick book. Yeah. I, I would love to have like a hardcover volume one, volume two, and just split them up. Mm. Um, nice slip case with the ribbon. Oh, yeah. I could <laughs> see it. Oh, I could see IDW doing that. Yeah, books do for something like that. I would love that. Um, yeah, that's where we're going with it. And then once that uh, ends, we will see. I think we could keep going. I think yeah. I, you know, I hope the readers would be on board for something like an ongoing. That's Canto. Just sort of, we start back at uh, issue one and we tell a new story, but maybe instead of breaking it up into um, volumes like we've been doing, just start at one again and just keep going. Oh, see, and I that that would be absolutely ideal. I say that as a reader. I mean, that would be amazing. Um, to just to have those first twenty-four issues or so be kind of his uh, his 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 origin story, his prequel. I guess. Uh, I, I think that I don't know, man. That it sounds well. Sounds you know, perfect. and I was thinking more like this is his. Those four those four arcs are like um, there's Lord of the Rings, and then we start and maybe ah. go. Ah. there's a whole lot of story that we don't know prior to meeting Kanto. And I think that would be a very interesting um, story to tell in an ongoing. I'm, I'm on board, man. I'm on board. <laughs> tell IDW it's cool. Cheers to comics. They'll buy them all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cheers Shit, to dude. comics. 10,000 yep. copies. <laughs> Got it. Sold. Sold. Um, oh man. Uh, that. Mm. I, I, you really have me all types of excited for everything that you're doing, David. I mean, between all of all of Canto and what you have planned and Killer Queens and then the unannounced stuff that's coming at this point. You know, I've seen two David Board titles that I'm very, very impressed with. I mean, I, at this point, a third just it seems like you're spoiling us. I, 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 <laughs> so, amazing. yeah. And then um, I'm not sure if you if you're aware of it, but I also um, am working with Boom now with i did a firefly you one did. that's right that's it's right it's out in uh, september 29th so i'm not sure when this is going to air but uh if it's not on the shelf yet september 29th and if it is on the shelf grab yourself a copy it's a nice oversized 40 page issue telling the origin story of how simon broke river out of the academy so it takes place just before in the alliance takes place just before simon hooks up with um, the Firefly or the Serenity crew on Persephone and brings River on board inside that cryo, cryogenic crate. So this is the story about how he got her out of there. 
Right on, man. Oh, now you now you're getting into the Firefly universe and that whole fandom. Everybody's gonna know your name, man. This is this is amazing. Ah, it's my yeah, number yeah, one yeah, sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, this isn't props. This is just like my office. Um, it's my number one sci-fi franchise. Don't tell Star Wars I said that, but um, it's it really is. So it was a bucket list type thing when um, I got to do something like that. Well, congratulations on that as well, man. I think this podcast will actually be going up the week that that book's released. So oh, perfect. Um, it, it, it'll work out well. Um, man, David, I, I know I've, I've had you on here for a little bit longer than I said I would. I apologize for that. But I, this is this has been an absolute treat. I told me. you before we started that <laughs> I would just blather on if you let me. So here we uh, are. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm all about I look forward to the next time. I really do. Um, I this there's I there's still so much Canto to talk about. I guess technically we're uh, well, um, uh, about 60 percent of the way through with this story i guess i don't know math good but um I, I, we're, we're we're over halfway and it's mm, uh it, it's been a fun ride man um that we're halfway through this third arc and this is uh, amazing i'm loving every bit of it uh, you just Thank don't you. stop doing what you're doing man. i'm gonna continue to follow everything you're doing all the announcements i mean it's is oh i can't wait for comic-con new york comic-con just to see what the hell's and store for Kanto. I think that the Kanto part of New York Comic Con for us is going to be very, um, I'm very happy for uh, the fans and readers uh, for what we what we have in store. I think it's something that's great. It's a, it's kind of like our, um, I, I don't know how to say this, our, our thank you to the readers. I love it. For sticking with it. us. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, well, I'll, I'll, you know, like I said, I'm going to be stay tuned for all of those announcements and I'll probably be sharing them all out as, as they come as well. So that all of the listeners cool. know, I mean, it'll be all tweeted out and shared on social media because this is that, that that's the type of news that I follow, man. Like the Canto news <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> okay. um, David, thank you really for all of your time. Um, I, as of any anytime you got a book coming out man i'm, I'm gonna be reaching out to you so be prepared for that i would I'd, love that i would uh, love that amazing well you stay safe out there brother and uh we'll talk soon thank you very much cheers sir hey this is ken m padawan j coach duffy from the ocho duro parlay hour podcast Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParlayHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and parlay points are our companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Well, there you have it. Another creator. Consider him cornered. Another episode in the books. Episode 353. David frickin' Boer. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the guy, he's, he's a f- phenomenon. Phenomenon? phenomenon in the making and uh yeah no it's <laughs> uh I, I i i didn't realize that the uh, the print runs on canto were so freaking low it makes me uh 
Yeah, rather excited to have my copy. And it makes me want to go on eBay and just buy up everything, because I feel like this really is... Uh, but beyond all that, I mean, like, it, it's, it's so exciting. Every, everything this, this man has coming to him that has come his way, it's so deserving. And to be able to talk to him since all of his success, it's, uh, yeah, man. Ah, uh, great things, great things. So, yeah, check out Killer Queens, and if you haven't checked out Canto yet, you need to do that. You need to do that. Find the trade. Um, alright, so there you go. As always, you gotta head on over to cheers2comics.com, and, uh, yeah, uh, that's your one-stop shop for everything Cheers to Comics, and, um, I'm not gonna be using the term shop here so loosely, because, uh, as we speak now, the web store, it's being built. Oh yeah, Cheers to Comics becoming a retailer here real fucking soon. So, um, yeah, get get real excited about that. Um, remember to check out all of the great, amazing podcasts at uh, The Apocalypse. Um, head on over to podchaser.com while you're leaving reviews for Cheers to Comics. Um, check out the list of amazing podcasts. Just click the little list button over at Podchaser. You'll see The Apocalypse right there um, over to the right at the top because, uh, you know, it's the, it's, you know the best so uh <laughs> and i and i'm not laughing because it's not true it's very true i laugh because uh we've created a monster a monster of amazing podcasts so it doesn't matter what type of content you're into the apocalypse has you covered um and also follow at apocalypse group on twitter as well and hashtag the apocalypse and all that good stuff. It's like the apocalypse. What do you, I know what you might be thinking. What the fuck is he saying? Apocalypse. He's saying it wrong. No. It's apocalypse with a D. Um, so, yeah. There you go. Um, Alright, people. It's It's been fun. I've loved this fucking talk, man. Um, and, uh, yeah. I'll talk to you the next time there's things about comics to talk about. In the meantime, I command that you stay safe and read responsibly. Cheers, you Hi, you're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics podcast with Brian Wayne. This is Drew Zucker, you're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. Hey, this is Ed Brisson, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. Podcast recommendations, you ask? Brian Wayne here, co-curator of The Apocalypse, And I know that sounds gnarly. That's because it is gnarly, man. The Apocalypse. What is The Apocalypse? The Apocalypse is a culmination of the gnarliest podcast, independent podcast the internet has to offer. So instead of trying to go to Twitter the next time you uh, need a new podcast to listen to and try to get Twitter famous, podcast recommendations, please. Just think The Apocalypse, man. And it's ironic because The Apocalypse is only the beginning. It's only the beginning. Just go to podchaser.com. It's it's in the top list. The top list in the whole world. So whether you're looking for true crime, sports, uh, role-playing, uh, I don't know, anything, anything. Think of a podcast. It's on the apocalypse. It's like the apocalypse with a D. Hmm. 
And do not forget to follow The Apocalypse on Twitter as well. Once again, that is The Apocalypse. If you're looking for a podcast recommendation, The Apocalypse is sure to have something for you.